Joe Biden keeps digging himself a hole, but uh, the media continues to defend him, even though it's becoming obvious it's indefensible. Mars Corporation decides to virtue signal, but do they practice what they preach? And Harvard decides that doctors need to be woke and they need to be activists. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hope you're having a great day. My last day today. I'm thrilled. Uh, watching the news, waiting for some good stuff to come out. So let's get to that. Let's listen to some of the news. All right. A lot going on here. A lot going on today. Matter of fact, it's one of the reasons why I should do a podcast on Fridays is because Fridays always gives us a surprise. But uh, I don't know how much more of a surprise we can actually have in here any more any more tomorrow than we do today. So here's some good news for the economy. Uh, inflation has gone down to 6.5%, down from 7.1%. That makes it six months in a row that inflation has gone down. This is the largest drop since 2020. Uh, this is beyond what forecasters thought was going to happen. So this is this is a good thing, sort of. And Joe Biden made sure to run out today and tell everyone how good a thing it was. Listen. Real breathing room for families and more proof that my economic plan is working. When I came to office almost two years ago, the economy was flat on its back, as you'll all remember. Millions of people have lost their jobs through no fault of their own. Millions, millions who kept their jobs saw the hours and paychecks cut. Hundreds of thousands of small businesses permanently closed their doors. People were hurting badly. That's what we inherited. The pandemic was raging and the economy was reeling. Uh, Biden is really cautious here. And notice he is blaming Trump. He's not celebrating the fact that inflation went down to 6.5%. And I mean, he had a good month in December. Inflation went down to 6.5% and 225,000 jobs were were created. So that was a pretty good month. But do you notice his caution? And he should be cautious. Because first off, we're at 6 it's gone down from 9.3% to 6.5%. That's great. But we also raised the interest rates to 4.5% from 0%. So this is kind of expected. And the reality is the Fed is probably going to have to raise the interest rates to be between 5 and 5.5 to 6% to bring interest rates down to 2%, which is what they had. Now, one of the things he keeps blaming his predecessor. Um Trump never had inflation above 1.5%. He never had inflation above even during the pandemic. Of course, there wasn't a lot of demand during the pandemic. It was all this money that Biden and Trump did, too, put into the economy. So both of them screwed up. The difference is Biden didn't stop putting money into the economy. He still hasn't stopped putting money into the economy. Now, what's scary here for Joe Biden is he's worried about the GDP numbers. He should really worry about the GDP numbers. Everyone is laying off right now. It's I, Amazon is laying off, Facebook is laying off, uh, a bunch of the um, 
investment houses are laying off. That that unemployment number is going to go back up. We're entering stagnation. The raising of the interest rates is not going not lowering inflation enough. We are looking at a recession. He knows this, and that's why, even though he is kind of celebrating it, he is being very cautious, and he wants to remind you this is all Trump's fault. Okay, Now, Trump had something to do with it, but it, it's not all Trump's fault. Trump, you know, left office a year after the pandemic started, so it's not all Trump's fault. And you can tell that there is there's a lot of volatility in the stock market. And that's a real problem because the stock market's beginning to realize, hey, no one's investing. That's a problem for them. So we'll see. I mean, they're already saying there's going to be a recession in there's going to be a recession in 2023. Everyone is saying this right now. And I think Joe Biden probably knows it. Um, the House yesterday, in other news, the House yesterday passed a couple of bills. The first one is the Born Alive bill. Now, this bill is really simple. If there's a botched abortion and the baby is born alive, can you imagine a botched abortion means the baby's actually survives? That's healthcare for you. Um, that baby needs to be brought to a hospital to receive care. Now, this is where it gets funny. The count was 220 to 210. 210 people voted that if a baby's born alive, you still should be able to kill it. By the way, they were all Democrats. One Democrat abstained, three Republicans abstained. But the fact is, 200, all the Democrats basically said, uh, no, we should be able to kill a baby after it's born. Now the Democrats... They're really upset about this. They are really upset about this. And they had some real nonsensical arguments. Here's Jerry Nadler, and he makes... There were about five different clips making the same just idiotic argument that Jerry Nadler's making. I just decided to take Jerry Nadler's because he's funny looking, and I, 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 like, I like looking at his paunch move up and down every time he speaks. So let's listen to what Jerry Nadler says. The problem with this bill is not that it makes anything, that it is not that it provides any new protections for infants. The problem with this bill is that it endangers some infants by stating that that infant must immediately be brought to the hospital where Depending on the circumstances, that may be the right thing to do for the health and survival of that infant, or it may not. That is the problem with this bill. It, it, it um, um, directs and, and mandates a certain medical care which may not be appropriate, which may be in danger the life of an infant in certain circumstances. That's why we oppose this bill. I mean, that's one hell of a take. That a doctor trying to kill the baby messes up, the baby's born alive, but taking the baby to a hospital endangers the baby. In other words, the baby is safer with the doctor who was trying to kill it five minutes ago. That's a hell of a take. And that was, I kid you not, that was their take yesterday. 
There were four other clips where they all said the same thing. The baby's life is in danger if you take it to a hospital. Because the hospital might be far away. Um, you were just trying to kill the baby. What do you care? Well, uh, here's Hakeem Jeffries, uh, the minority leader. He tries to spin it a little bit. Um, my gosh, they just get go from one really bad minority leader to, to another. A bad majority. Nancy Pelosi, at least she was a politician. This guy's just terrible. Okay, let's listen to what he has to say. And then on Wednesday, they made it clear they're going to do everything possible to impose a nationwide ban on abortion, detonate reproductive freedom, criminalize abortion care, and impose government-mandated pregnancies on the American people. That's what their legislation yesterday was all about. That's this week in extreme MAGA Republican land. It's quite unfortunate. We remain committed to trying to find common ground to solve problems that the American people care about. We also remain committed to a woman's freedom to make her own reproductive health care decisions. That's a big difference between House Democrats and the extreme MAGA Republican agenda. Okay, it is an extreme MAGA Republican agenda point. If a baby is born alive and you should take care of it, you should take it to a hospital and the baby should be treated, that's considered extreme MAGA Republican. It's extremist for a baby born alive to be taken to a hospital. And by the way, what is this crap with government-mandated pregnancies? There was something in the bill that basically said women have to get pregnant? No, how about a woman got pregnant, she decided to have a late-term abortion, it failed, and the baby lived. And now you got to take the baby to the hospital, and the baby's got to have to live. Oh, it's just so stupid. I, I, I swear to God, these guys are normalizing infanticide. If a baby is born alive and then you killed the baby, that's infanticide. I mean, there was another gal. I, I can't find her clip. and I can't even remember who it is. She said the same thing. Baby's born alive. The mother should still have the ch She said that on the floor of the House of Representatives, that the woman should have the choice to abort her baby after the baby is sitting on the table. And by the way, how do you abort a baby that's sitting on the table? You cut its spine. Or you let it starve to death. Incredible. Well, there was another bill that was passed. Um, I, I, this is kind of a stupid bill, but I, I, I'm glad Republicans are doing this because they're. this is what the Republicans need to do is make Democrats take these crazy-ass stands. And they did this again. So, basically, they have a bill out that condemns the violence against pregnancy centers and churches that provide pregnancy services. All but three Democrats voted against the bill. Do you know what their main argument was? Their main argument was, well, what about the violence against abortion clinics? What a stupid freaking argument. What about it? There shouldn't be violence against abortion clinics. And there shouldn't be violence against a pregnancy clinics. Pr a pregnancy centers. 
Can we both agree to that? And by the way, there are no, there is no violence against uh, abortion clinics right now, but there is a ton of violence against pregnancy pregnancy centers and against churches that provide pregnancy services. A ton of violence. It's almost on a daily basis. Washington and Port, Washington, Seattle and Portland, they are burning down churches and pregnancy centers pretty much daily. But the, the thing is, this just shows Democrats are all for violence as long as it goes their, their way. All right, and then uh, Joe Biden can't seem to get out of his own way. Uh, another box of classified material was found in his home in Delaware. It was found in his locked garage next to his Corvette. There are pictures of the boxes of material sitting in his garage. Mind you, a garage is not a skiff, and it is not secured. Because Joe Biden said, well, the garage was locked. That's not a skiff. Anyone can break into a garage. This is not a big deal. The problem here is that a lot of the stuff that that he was doing, a lot of stuff is when he was vice president. He doesn't have a right to take classified material outside of the White House as vice president. He can't declassify anything. This is a crime. Even if one doc, I know everyone's saying, were there, there were only 12 documents. Well, it doesn't matter if there were 12, only one. It takes one. Like I said before, I know a guy who had to serve prison time because he left a classified laptop in his car while he went to get lunch. And trust me, there was nothing on that laptop that was, was is something the Chinese didn't already know. Merrick Garland is going to, end up being forced to get an independent counsel here, especially after he authorized the Mar-a-Lago raid. He's going to have to do something about this. Peter Ducey today lit up Joe Biden with this classified stuff. Let's listen to that. This is great. We just have to remember who in God's name we are. You've heard me say it many times. This is the United States of America. There's nothing, nothing beyond our capacity. We work together. So God bless you all and may God protect our troops. Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, thank you, thank you, Mr. President, Mr. President, okay. classified, classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Let me, uh, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but anyway. Yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As part of that process, my lawyer has reviewed other places where documents in my, uh, of, from my time as vice president were stored and they finished the review last night. They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings and storage areas in file cabinets in my home and my, in my, my, my personal library. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn, this was done in the case of the Biden Penn Center. The Department of Justice was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately uh, uh, notified. 
and uh, the lawyers arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of the document. So you're going to see, we're going to see all this unfold. I'm confident. Okay, he's full of crap. All right, he's he just refuses to take responsibility for anything. Now, breaking news right now at this very moment. Merrick Garland came out and said that a special counselor counsel has been appointed. His name is Robert Hur. Uh, he the guy who the guy who was first investigating said there needed to be a special counsel. He could do it, but he's leaving for the private sector, so it will he he can't do it for very long. Uh, the documents apparently in Joe Biden's garage were documents from when he was vice president. This is all illegal. And not a little illegal. This is all illegal. So now, don't be too shocked if there are subpoenas now where these guys actually go into his home and start tearing apart his home like they did with Mar-a-Lago. So, now, I, I, this is, I mean, this is a heck of a news story. And one of the things is I... I I actually have a clip here where the media is defending the living crap out of him. It's going to get really tough to defend him now. Because, wow, when Merrick Garland says, hey, I don't have a choice. I, I got to send special counsels to see if a law was broken. This is a big deal. But Joy Behar in The View, she'll make her best effort. Listen to this load of crap. And, of course, who whose fault is it? It's Donald Trump's, and his was worse, and all that stuff. Let's listen to Joy the Idiot Behar. Really, I, but, mean, I, I think that no, what you just said is yeah, right, that, yeah. that there are differences in what happened. Yes, but you know, the are not good. Well, we all know that Trump is a liar and a thief, you know? <laughs> we know that. So it's not that big a jump to say that he obstructed and he lied. We don't think that Biden is a liar and a thief, so we give him the benefit of the doubt. That's partly what's going on. But what I think also is going on, no matter what the truth of it is, Whoopi, they will spin it, Bubblehead and Marjorie Taylor and that crowd, Matt Gates. you think they're not going to spin this that it's just as bad as Trump? And so the, the lie gets out there, people believe it, just like that Donaldson person, whatever his name is. Byron. What's his name? Byron, Byron Donalds. Mm. I saw him also, he was at the, uh, the fight on the floor too, yeah. wasn't he, he was nominated for speaker a number yes. of times. by two people. Yeah. He's been uh, in one of the 15 rounds. But, I mean, what I'm just saying is that the party. lying has been so invasive, mm -hmm. so ubiquitous, mm -hmm. that no one will believe the truth anymore. And that, that you can put that at the, at the feet of Donald Trump, who started the lying. So I love when people do that. Well, everyone knows that Donald Trump is a thief and a liar, so it's okay. That And Joe Biden's not a thief and a liar. I mean... Joe Biden has been taking money in from foreign countries, our enemies, for dec for probably over a decade, and he lies on a daily basis, but it's Trump that's... And, and by the way, crime is a crime. If Donald Trump had classified material in his house, he should be accused of a crime, crime too. You guys were doing it. He, but he also had declassifying power. Joe Biden's, all the documents they found so far, he didn't have declassifying power. He was only the vice president. He can't declassify dick. 
So I, I just find it amazing that these guys continue to to try. And I don't understand how The View is still on television. How anyone takes that show. And you heard in the middle of that clip, everyone's clapping. Oh, she's so funny. There's nothing funny. She's a moron. Why do you guys keep listening to her? Okay. Anyway, that was the news. So let's get to uh, some of our or some of our culture stories because these are kind of fun. So, <laughs> so I, I just don't understand these go woke go broke companies, but I understand why these this company is doing it and how they're doing it. Anyway, according to Fox News, M&M's creator Mars Corporation will release quote, all female, end quote, M&M candy packages for a limited time to honor women who are, quote, flipping the status quo, end quote. Now, mind you, um, all female M&Ms? Well, if a man can be a woman, I guess. The company announced the Feminist Forward Candy Wrappers Thursday, saying it will exclusively display M&M female characters, the green, brown, and most recently, the purple M&M. Cool. In addition to featuring the three female M&Ms on the wrappers, each package will, uh, each package in, in this limited run, will only include the corresponding green, brown, and purple candy-coated chocolates. So let me see if I get this straight. So I'm gonna play pay more money for a limited edition. Wrapper is essentially what I'm doing, and I'm getting less colors in the wrapper. So I don't get, like, the blue one or the yellow one or the, I don't know, whichever. They, they got a red one, I guess, is the one that's pissed off all the time. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Now, I, I did some investigation here, and the packs will only be available at the M&M stores, which is a laugh because there are, like, seven of them in the world. It is not serious. This is not even serious. These This company is not even serious enough about this virtue signal to make these packets easily available. And trust me, I would buy one. I would buy one. I even went to the website to get one of these things. They don't even sell it on the website. You have to go to the stores. That's why Mars Corporation, which does this all the time, they start virtue signaling like this. They never get into too much trouble. Because this crap is not sent to their stores. It's always hidden. They just make an announcement, people listen to it, and then they go to the store and guess what? It's just a regular M&M's there. So the picture of the M&M's, just to give you a little description, if you go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, you can actually look at the picture, is the M&M's, the M&M's themselves, they're upside down. Because they are, get this, supporting women flipping the status quo. All right, that, that's what they're doing. I'm going to ignore the idiocy of the statement. Women do not earn 70% of what a man earns. Women are not passed over for promotions and crap like that. All this crap has been dis, dis, debunked back in the 80s by Thomas Sowell. So none of this stuff is true. They keep saying it, like if they say it over and over and over again, we're just going to believe it. And a lot of people do, especially women. But the fact of the matter is, that's really not that's really not what's happening. But I did have a question. Does Mars really flip the status quo when it comes to women? I decided to do some grueling research. 
By that I mean I spent about 10 minutes looking this stuff up. And by saying I spent 10 minutes looking this stuff, I actually spent about four minutes looking this stuff up. Here's what I found in just that four minutes, which is probably more uh, two minutes, three minutes, maybe most. The world population shows that women have an advantage as far as the population goes. They're not a minority. They have an advantage of about 51.49, 52.48. It's actually about 51.5 to 48.5, right? The board of directors of Mars in the United States is seven people. Two are women. That's 29% of the board are women. The CEO and the CFO of Mars Corporation in the United States are men. Now, I decided, oh, there's a Mars International Group. I guess they have boards in each different region that they take care of. So the Mars International Group has nine regions, and each region has a region leader, regional leader, which is the like the CEO of that specific region. Okay. Of those nine leaders, two are women. That's 22% of their company being led by women. Yeah, so my story, Mars Corporation doesn't practice what they preach. They're not, quote, flipping the status quo, end quote. This is just nothing more than pure virtue signaling. Do as we say, don't do as we do. Okay, so that was annoying. So let's get to this next uh, next thing, transgenderism. I'm already running out of time. This transgender thing, I'm probably going to have to do a podcast. I'm probably going to have to add this to culture next week. So the Washington Examiner released a really interesting article um, yesterday. And you should go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, go to the link, and actually read it. I'm not going to go over the whole, the whole thing. It, but it was kind of interesting. Um, basically, they were saying that transgenderism is having a really hard time to be scientifically and me- medically legitimate. The scientific community has been trying to find some physical difference between a trans person and a regular person. So they've been trying to find the difference between a trans woman and a man. And guess what? They can't find any. They do point to specific things like DNA and physical appearance. For example, they keep talking about intersex people, which, by the way, is a mutation of DNA, and that's what creates the physical differences. But outside of that, they can't do much. And then what, what what the examiner does in their comparison is they say, okay, so let's take a look. For all medical transsexual information available, it's less than 500 pages. Now, if you're going to go to coronary, let's say the coronary knowledge that we have, and we have a lot. It's over 3,500 pages and multiple volumes. Very interesting. Uh, if you want to read it, go ahead. I don't think it's a great. I don't think it's a great. Uh, it's a great discussion, or it has really great insights. Because let's face it, we already know a man cannot become a woman, or a woman cannot become a man. We know this already. It's like. They've been trying to prove, for example, gay men, that gay men have something in their minds that is different, some sort of DNA that is different, like the gay gene, I'm sure you've heard that, and there's no gay gene 
it, they've been looking since DNA was tracked, since the genome was tracked. They still haven't found a gay gene. So it looks like it's a per personal preference. You weren't born that way. It's just what you prefer. So yeah, yeah, that's what basically the Washington Examiner, and by the way, the Washington Examiner is a right-wing source. So, you know, it's. I didn't think the article was awe-inspiring. I just thought it was interesting. They sat there and say, well, if you look at this and you look at that, and doctors are trying to tell you that transgenders are a, a completely different breed of human, that they are that third sex, maybe that missing link, third sex, fourth sex, whatever it is. And scientifically, they really aren't. But that's not going to stop Harvard University. Harvard University has decided to be woke at the price of infants. According to Fox News, <clears throat> students at Harvard Medical School can learn about how to provide health care to infants who are supposedly LGBTQIA+, according to the course catalog. In the course, quote, caring for patients in diverse sexual orientations, gender identities, and sex development, end quote, which is regularly available at the school students uh, at the school, students are offered the opportunity to work with quote patients who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, or asexual. End quote, as first reported by the College Fix. By the way, intersex is actually not really a sexual identity. You are physically intersex. You, you, it, that's a physical thing. That's a that's a mutation in the DNA. Anyway, continuing, clinical exposure and education will focus on serving gender and sexual minority people. Jesus, across the lifespan from infants to older adults, of course. And of course, the course description says, excuse me, of course. The classes have to do with social justice, right? These people are going to teach them about determining the identities and 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 where is it here? Let me look here. Focus on gender minority people across the lifespan and infants. Uh, I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to find the words here, but I, I can't find them. So whatever. But this is about social justice. They have it is about social justice. Oh, because you've got to deal with the gender minorities, right? They're minorities. I also want to ask this question: What kind of identity can an infant have? A sex, sexual identity or a gender identity? These little kids spend the first year trying to figure out their body parts, like their hands and feet. They're now going to be able to identify who they're going to want to have sex with in, in 10 years. Continuing with the article, the course also lets students engage in mentor scholarly endeavor, such as advocacy, quality improvement, medical education, original research, and minority and public health. Um, again, activism. This is pure activism. Continuing, Massachusetts General Hospital, which serves as the primary meeting location for medical schools 2022-23 academic year, 
offers a variety of transgender surgical procedures for individuals 18 or older, as well as resources for transgender youth, such as referrals to LGBTQ support groups. In other words, they're going to indoctrinate. The doctors are going to learn how they can indoctrinate kids into this crap. So they are teaching our future doctors at Harvard Medical School how to poison and cut off healthy body parts. That's something I didn't beat up here, that they're actually teaching them these procedures. By the way, it's not procedures. It's amputation of healthy body parts. So good for Harvard. It's going to become, it's going to come soon that just going to have to go, when I, I want to cure something, I'm going to have to go to, to uh, uh, WebMD and look it up and figure out how to cure myself because you're not going to be able to trust these doctors. This is the problem with progress, progressives. They're not progressing. They're going backwards. I mean, why don't you put leeches on the, the chick's boobs to, to, to cure her, to make her feel better about transgenderism? I, it, that's what's happening. They're going backwards. Okay, in our last story, I mean, who would have thunk this? According to Outkick, I mean, Jesus, I, I just the stupidity of our society is absolutely incredible. In a plot twist that nobody saw coming, Yale transgender swim, swimmer Isaac Henning, who finished the 2021-22 NCAA season as a as a woman's All-American while transitioning from female to male is now swimming on the guys' team and is struggling mightily not to finish in last place at meets. Perhaps you'll remember the uproar in December 2021 when OutKick first told you about the male-to-female swimmer named Leah Thomas, who was not just beating women's swimming records at the University of Pennsylvania, but destroying those pool and school records. Now, here's the thing. and This Isaac Hennig, she's just as bad as, as Leah Thomas's. Because she was swimming for Yale last year as a, as a woman, because she had fully transitioned. Here's the kicker, or quote, transitioned, end quote, you don't transition. But here's the kicker. She swam while sucking down a ton of uh, testosterone. So basically, she was winning in the women's division because she was doping. Leah Thomas was winning because Leah Thomas is a man. Well, doesn't matter how much you dope in the men's division. Guess what? You're getting your ass kicked. Here's the thing. This is what you should leave with today. You know why she can't compete against the men? Because she's a woman. And it doesn't matter how you cut your boobs off. Doesn't matter that you fake your vagina into a penis. Doesn't matter how much testosterone you take. You're going to be a woman. Reality doesn't care about your fantasy world. And I wish Harvard would actually look at these two and how about come up with a study about why these two are where they are. Maybe they'll learn something. Okay, I hope you have a great weekend. I might do a podcast tomorrow. I might not. It depends. I'm really in the middle of writing. Um, I hope you guys have a great weekend. If I don't talk to you, this is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.